Welcome back. This is Heather Banks along with Heidi Selsler Barr for episode 14 of the Gustavus Health Professions podcast. Well, this is a very timely episode as we talked with three Gusties alum that took a gap year to work prior to applying to their health professions program. The three jobs that we're going to highlight today are a medical scribe, a nursing assistant at Children's Hospital, and an education coordinator. It was a lot of fun to reconnect with our alum and learn more about these positions. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Gustavus Health Professions Podcast. My name is Heather Banks, and I'm here with my coworker, Heidi Selsler Barr. And today we have a great episode for you. We're going to be talking with Savannah Maynard, Carly Miller, and Rachel Strandmark. And they're going to share with us today about the positions that they had after they graduated from Gustavus and prior to applying to the health professions program. Some people call these position gap year positions. So we're going to start with some introductions from our guests. So Savannah, could you please start? Yeah, hi everybody. I'm Savannah Maynard. I majored in bio with a Spanish minor and I graduated in 2018. So coming up on three years ago. Um, while I was at Gustavus, I was involved in various things. I was a TA in the bio department. I was a Gusty greeter. I was co-president of the pre-health club and various other things on campus. Um, currently, I'm working as a medical scribe with Emergency Care Consultants, ECC, which is a scribing company in Minneapolis. And I work primarily in the emergency department there, but I also have other positions through ECC in an obstetrics and gynecology clinic, as well as an addiction and toxicology clinic. Hi everyone, my name is Carly Miller and I graduated just this past year in May of 2020. At Gustavus, I was a biochemistry major and a Spanish minor. And a few of my favorite things I did on campus were being a gusty greeter, being involved in big partner, little partner, and also playing in the Gustavus Wind Orchestra. Right now, I'm living in Minneapolis and I work at the Abbott Northwestern Hospital campus for pathology group, where I'm their education coordinator planning their cancer treatment conferences. Okay, and I'm Rachel Strandmark. I graduated in 2018 along with Savannah. I also was a bio major. Um, and besides that, for a couple of years, I was involved in softball. I was actually co-president of the pre-health club with Savannah. I was in Tri Beta, big partner, little partner, and I TA'd in the anatomy and physiology courses and the biology department. I currently am in PA school in Denver, but during my gap years, I worked as a nursing assistant at Children's Hospital of Minnesota. Great, thank you for your introductions. Um, and I, I guess I forgot to say too here that our students today here, we're gonna go in this order. We're gonna go with Savannah, and then we're gonna go with Carly, and then Rachel, and we'll just continue that through. So as you're listening, you can kind of keep that in your mind. Um, so thank you. All right, so I am curious, um, just how you each learned about your position that you were in for your gap year, 
and what that um, app, what 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 were the application requirements or the interview process? Just to share a bit more about that, and if any certifications were required for your position. Yeah, so for ECC, the scribing company, they actually had on-campus interviews at Gustavus a few years ago. I don't know if they're still doing that with COVID or if they're doing phone interviews these days, but it was really nice. Our um, The head of our company, Ann Guyett, came down and I did an interview with her on campus. I'd heard through Heather and the health professions department that she was coming and I looked into scribing ahead of time and thought it was a really interesting opportunity for me to do during my gap years. And so I met with Anne and there was just a little interview session. I had sent in an application as well. Um, they had wanted a little typing course just to see that you were proficient in typing and it took five minutes on the computer, if that. But there was no specific certification or training required for me to apply. All the training was done once I was hired and started on the floor. So for me, the company that I'm working through is called Hospital Pathology Associates, and they hire a group of pathology aides each year for a gap year position. And I found out about this through Handshake and through the Gustavus Career Development Center. So I was kind of perusing different options for my gap year, and it looked like something that was kind of unique and something I might be interested in. The application process was pretty easy. It just involved a resume, cover letter, and transcript. And then I went to their campus at Abbott Northwestern Hospital to interview. And we completed a series of multiple mini interviews, which was helpful because that's a format that many health profession schools do. So it was a little bit of practice for that. But other than that, there weren't any specific requirements or certifications that I needed for this job. And then the process at Children's, I was referred to the position by a friend through an internal referral service. Uh, so that actually made the process go a lot quicker. A phone interview, in-person interview on the Twin Cities campus. For this position, it required an active nursing assistant certification through Minnesota and an active BLS certification through the Red Cross. Loved kids, so the position really just seemed like a great fit for me. So Rachel, can you um, tell us about, you said an active nursing assistant, um, did you say certification? H how does a student get that? What is that? Yeah, so I believe there are a couple different ways to get it. The way that I went about it was through one of the nursing homes in St. Peter, actually offering a nursing assistant class. Um, and then you do courses through them and then eventually take a skills portion of an exam and a written exam. So the nursing assistant is the, is it the same as then the certified nursing assistant, just that CNA, just a shortened NA, correct? Yeah, just a different okay. name. Okay, um, great, thank you. So following up on that, um, can each of you tell us about your job duties and describe for us, what's a typical day like in your position? Yeah, so a medical scribe sounds pretty much like what it is. Basically, we do the notes for the providers, both MDs, DOs, PAs, NPs, all healthcare providers in the atmosphere that we're working in. 
Um, so I would, I, when I have a shift, I get there, I find the provider I'm working with and let them know that we're going to be paired for the day. And then we start seeing patients, especially in the emergency room. You never know what you're going to get. You go right when a patient comes, it might be a little while before your first patient. And I have a little wheeling computer. It's called a wow, a workspace on wheels that I wheel in with the provider and I stand in the corner and the provider does their interview and they gather the history and I take notes and write it down. They prefer they perform their review of systems and ask the positives and negatives. Do you have a headache, a fever, all the different symptoms the patient might have? And then they perform their physical exam. And then we go back to our desk and I take the notes that I took and put it all in a paragraph and make it sound coherent and put in the labs and imaging EKGs and the ED course document any conversations the provider has with hospitalists or other specialists and basically just do all the documentation for the note. And this allows the provider to be more focused on the various patients and less on the documentation. Um, and so that's a typical day in the emergency department. And it's very similar in the OBGYN clinic, except for the fact that we know ahead of time which patients are gonna come. And there's less of a variety or surprise in the nature of the patients that we're seeing. Savannah, just to follow up on that a little bit, because um, students know that there's, you know, different scribe companies. Um, for you working with ECC, what has been maybe a highlight for that company or something that you think, um, you know, is attractive for a student looking to scribe? Yeah, I chose ECC because we work at a variety of hospitals in Minneapolis, and I know other companies have multiple locations as well. So I primarily work at Abbott Northwestern in Minneapolis, but some of my shifts are also at West Health in Plymouth. And that's a really interesting dichotomy for me to see a big urban center um, and the medicine that comes through there compared to a suburban freestanding ER and urgent care combined. And it just it allows me to see a different type of medicine each day. And so that was one of the biggest reasons that I chose ECC. Okay, so a little bit about a typical day in my life as an education coordinator or more broadly as one of the pathology aides at Hospital Pathology Associates. So as education coordinator, I primarily am preparing for tumor board conferences. So these conferences happen each day and physicians, nurses, PAs, all different healthcare professionals attend from radiology, oncology, pathology, surgery, and more. And all of the healthcare professionals get together to discuss patients. It could be a complex case where they don't necessarily know what kind of treatment they're going to do, whether they are going to do surgery or try radiation first, whatever it may be. So I'm preparing the pathology portion of these conferences. I will get a list of patients that are going to be presented on conference. So for example, it might be a breast cancer conference. So for these conferences, I'll go through the patient's chart and find any relevant pathology that they've had. So the pathology could be from a biopsy they got and then later from a lumpectomy or a mastectomy. So I get all of those reports ready and also pull the slides out of our slide library for the pathologist to look at. Then I sit down with the pathologist and we have a microscope camera. So we look at the actual cancer cells underneath the microscope and I'm able to take pictures of that as I'm sitting there with the pathologist. 
So we get all of that ready and get, get it put into a PowerPoint and ready for conference. And then I'm able to send them off to the tumor board conference. Sometimes I can attend myself, although it's been a little bit tricky with a lot of our virtual formats this year. But overall, that's my main duty every day. I'm preparing these conferences and it's usually about 15 to 20 conferences a week. So I stay pretty busy with that. Yeah, that, that sounds crazy to me. That's a lot of conferences that you're preparing. Um, so I'm very, you know, I'm familiar with the, the position and the, the pathology assistance. Um, so you're in this education conference position. Did you apply specifically to that opportunity? Um, are there different ones or is everyone doing the same thing? I guess I'm not clear on that. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Heather. So I'm actually also kind of in charge of the hiring process for the new pathology aides each year. So we have various different positions. We have workflow coordinators, we call them, who organize the slides as they're coming out of the lab and they distribute them to the pathologist to make sure that the day is running efficiently and they're able to get more cases looked at. We also have operating room runners and they're responsible for going into the operating rooms and collecting specimens. So it could be, you know, a mass from a lung tumor. It could be part of a colon, anything. So they go into the ORs, grab those specimens, and then bring them back to the lab to be processed. And we also have a quality assurance coordinator. And in that role, the pathology aid works on projects to make sure that the group as a whole, the pathology group is operating the best that they can be. And it's very data and Excel based. So a good position for someone who likes things like that. And then of course there's my position education coordinator and you got a little bit of a taste of what that's about from what I just described. Okay, and as a nursing assistant at Children's, I was on the float team. So day to day, I didn't know which unit I was gonna be in. Um, typically for day shift, as I was walking into the hospital, I would call the float team line and they would direct me where to go for the day. And at Children's, that could be NICU, PICU, emergency department, medical surgery unit, endocrine, neuroscience, or post-op. So definitely a wide variety of patients that you could see day to day. So typically you'd go to the unit that you were assigned to. You would get report from the previous shifts. Um, you would collect vitals on the patients from overnight. You would prep patients for surgery, assist with any tasks that needed to be done. But then um, some of the more intense things that I was involved in is like holding for central line placements, uh, assisting with codes and those type of situations. So I really learned a lot from that. And like I said, a wide variety of patients and situations. Was there a um, area or because you said you were floating that you liked the best, you know, with all those different options that you had? That's it's a tough one. And I think it really depended on the day. But I really did feel drawn to the PICU and the NICU, more of the higher acuity patients. I think just because it was different than anything I'd ever seen. And especially when it's a pediatric patient, it just feels so much more intense and it really feels like you are making a difference. Oh, I bet. Could you each um, share with our listeners uh, how you applied this 
work experience that you gained um, to your application and your interview process for your health profession program? Yeah, so I applied for medical school, the MD and DO routes this past cycle. And I used my experience as a scribe in all stages of my application from personal statement to secondary applications to interviews. And I think what really helped me, helped me was as I've been going through this for the past few years, I've kept a journal of very, of just my day and I'll reflect on their HIPAA compliant different cases that I've seen and how that's impacted me from, from the first time I saw a death in the emergency department to the first time we told a patient that there was no heartbeat for their, for their pregnancy to the time that we got to set a leg and like have a satisfied customer. And it was just a very happy outcome, which doesn't happen all the time in the ER. And I think that self-reflection as I went helped me to find the different cases that really spoke with me and that I connected with and allowed me to process my thoughts about them, which really helped when I was looking for experiences and what I've learned from things when writing my personal statements and answering the questions for secondaries and preparing for my interviews by being able to reflect on what I've seen, which is a wide variety. It's sometimes really hard to remember what I've seen over the years and different things that I've heard from providers, conversations that we've listened to, the environment is so collaborative and noting that and writing that down has been really helpful in making sure that my application was well-rounded and showed that I fully understood what I was seeing and what I was doing each day and how that would make me a better provider in the future. And Savannah, I love that you brought up the journal. We bring this up a lot, right? And then students, we hear from students too. Boy, I wish I would have written that down. Or, and we also hear, do I really have to do that? Yes, yes, we would really recommend it. So I, I like to hear that you would recommend that too. Yeah, it's something I started when I did the, the J-term pre-health thing because you told Hi. me to and it's something that I've <laughs> continued doing since. Very good. That's what I like to hear. So in terms of applying my experience to my application, I started my job just shortly after or just right around the time that I was submitting my primary application to medical school. So I didn't really talk about it then but I did get to bring it up in some secondary application essays. And I talked about it a lot in my interviews, which was really helpful. I think in my case, my position is something that's kind of different. Not a lot of people have experience in pathology until they go on to a professional school. And it's something that a lot of people are curious to hear about, at least in my experience with my interviews. Um, something that I really enjoyed too about my position is that the pathologists that I work with are very willing to help and they hosted a variety of different events to help us through the process. They read through secondary essays for us. They hosted a, an interview prep day where we got to do some practice questions with them and get feedback. And some of them have been on admission committees or are currently on admission committees for medical school. So their advice was really helpful and something I really appreciated about my gap year position. And then for my position, it was 
kind of a unique way to apply it to my applications. My number one school is the school that I'm actually attending now, and they have a really pediatrics-focused curriculum. So because I worked at the Children's Hospital, I had a lot of pediatrics experience to draw on, and I think that really helped to set me apart. Unlike Savannah, I didn't think to write down things after my shifts, which would have been really helpful. But I had a lot of great coworkers that were also applying to either PA or MD schools. So pretty frequently we would get together and if we had worked on the same unit, we would talk about like, oh, do you remember that patient's presentation and whatever happened to them? Uh, so that was kind of a unique way to draw upon it. But yeah, I really wish that I had written things down at the time. Rachel, I had a note here that I forgot to follow up with you on too. You talked about applying for that position at Children's and it was an internal referral process. Can you share with our listeners what that is? Yeah, so it's when you have a connection to a current employee, they're able to refer you through the hiring uh, website. And I think it tends to bump your application up higher in the system. So the way that it was described to me, it was um, like an internal transfer was the first one they would look at and then an internal referral and then an outside application. So just by having a connection with someone who's currently working there and it didn't matter what position or what hospital, what unit, they could refer you and then that would make your application more accessible, I guess, to sure. the hiring managers. Well, that means to me, I should look up who's working there from Gustavus <laughs> so we can have some kind of connection for our students to have that internal referral process. So thanks for sharing that. Okay, so um, now we wanna know what is the biggest takeaway from your position? Wow, you'd think after writing my personal statement and the entire application process, that would be easy for me to synthesize and say to everybody. Um, but there are so many things that I have taken away from this position. The first being just how much about medicine and what it's really like working in medicine is incredible. I have learned so much medical terminology how to interpret labs. I've seen chest x-rays and CTs and MRIs that are all abnormal and some that are normal. And I'm starting to see the different pathology for different conditions. Um, the relationships between providers and nurses and EMTs and pharmacy, just how collaborative medicine really is. You can't do your job without interacting with everybody else. And I think that's a really big skill to learn before going into medicine in any field um, and just the relationships that I've made through this position. I have met so many physicians, PAs, other scribes who are going to eventually be my colleagues and it's just given me a huge foot in the door of understanding what it will be like to be a physician no matter what field of medicine I end up going into. I think the biggest takeaway is just how much I've learned and what it will actually be like to be in medicine. I have a point kind of similar to Savannah's in that I've seen 
so much collaboration and teamwork in medicine and how people from different specialties, um, different professions, whether it's a PA, a nurse, an assistant, a physician, or anyone, how they all work together to provide great patient care. And before starting my position, I honestly thought pathologists just kind of sat in a basement alone by themselves. They were all introverted, but it couldn't be further from the truth. It's all different personalities in all different specialties of medicine and everyone really works together to provide great care. So I think that's my number one top takeaway. And also similar to what Savannah was saying, I've met a lot of great people, really supportive pathologists that I work with and also a great group of people my age who are applying to go into medicine. And it's been great to form relationships with people that you'll one day be working with. And my takeaways are very similar to Carly and Savannah's, unfortunately, but the only thing I can add is that it was great to be in a position that put me in so many different situations every day. And I was really glad to be on the float team because of that, um, never knowing what you're going to expect or even what age of kids you're gonna work with that day. It was wonderful and it really helped me to adapt yeah, thanks for sharing that. So you definitely all mentioned, you know, the experiences, the relationships that you built. Um, and it's interesting because in medicine and physician assistant, um, the majority of our students are going to take a gap year. That's just what it looks like when we look statistically at Gustavus and nationwide and always telling them how valuable that time is going to be, right? Nobody, nobody thinks it's gonna be right, but the, the perspective and experience that you gain from those opportunities really do enhance your application and make you that much more competitive during the interview, during your statements. Um, yeah, and Savannah, were you gonna add something? Yeah, I was just going to add that I applied, the cycle that I just applied is the second time I've applied. And I applied the first time right after starting this position. But I really think that I'm a much better applicant and more prepared as a student this time after taking these gap years. I was obviously devastated when I didn't get in the first time. But looking back, I think it was in my best interest to take these gap years and keep working as a scribe. And I think it's made me a better applicant and it'll make me a better medical student. Yeah, great perspective. And yeah, it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to sometimes, sometimes students come in with a certain timeline and that's the timeline it's gonna be. And it's kind of like, you know, just be open to options and open to what those options can bring you. And a gap year, a few gap years, getting that experience um, it does nothing but enhance your application. Okay, how about closing words of advice for future health profession students? Uh, one of the things I would say is, like I mentioned earlier, keep that journal, even if it's not daily, even if it's not super detailed, just keep that journal to help trigger your mind when you're looking back to write these essays. And the other thing I would say is ask questions, make the relationships with your coworkers. I wouldn't have learned as much as I had if I wasn't asking the providers each day, why did you order that? What's this part of this extra mean? Why is this lab elevated? And that really helped my 
my knowledge and how much I learned, but it also showed the providers how engaged I was. And it allowed me to make relationships with everybody that then allowed me to have a wide base of providers to ask for letters of recommendation for my application. So I would say definitely write a journal, but also be open to asking questions and learning every day because you never know what new things you could learn. I would say that I 100% recommend taking a gap year or gap years. It has been just a wonderful opportunity to explore new things, take time for myself and my other hobbies and passions outside of academics and medicine. And it's just really a great time to relax a little bit and step back from the constant stress that you may experience during your four years at Gustavus. I would also say, just allow yourself to do things that you're truly interested in. A lot of my favorite experiences were volunteering and doing things outside of medicine. And those were the things that I really talked a lot about on my application and interviews. And it's important that you're a whole person outside of school and outside of medicine because those things are important as well. Yeah, and I think what Carly said is so important that you don't want on paper to be a straight-minded, like, I only do medicine things. That is all I enjoy in life. Because once you get to the interview, if you get an interview with an application like that, they you'll have nothing else to add. Um, for example, my interview at Denver, they kind of asked me, you know, why Colorado? Like, do you see yourself living out here after? And because of my gap years, I was able to draw upon like all of the active things that I did. I did a lot of hiking. I did a lot of rock climbing. So even just little, seemingly little things like that, that you do in your gap years can really add up. Um, and then additionally, a gap year or two can seem really daunting and it can seem like it takes forever. So in addition to finding a position that'll get you the healthcare experience that you need, I think it's really important to find something that'll be fulfilling to you. So not just taking the first position that comes across um, if you know that you're gonna hate going to work every day because that's really going to reflect on your applications later on. Well, wonderful words of advice, everyone. So thank you for that. Thank you, Savannah, Carly, and Rachel for sharing with the Gustavus pre-health community about your gap year positions. We appreciate your time and willingness to share. Thank you.